0: Goedemorgen
1: allemaal. We wonen allemaal in een huis, of dat nu een alleenstaand huis, een appartement of een townhouse is. Het doet er niet toe, want door de jaren heen zijn deze in Vancouver en elders gestadig in waarde gestegen, ondanks de jarenlange speculatie dat de huizenmarkt in elkaar zou storten. Het tegenovergestelde is gebleken volgens Bloomberg News, waaruit blijkt dat 44% van de Canadezen verwachten dat de waarde van hun vastgoed over de volgende zes maanden zal stijgen. Volgens de Canadian Real Estate Association, oftewel CREA genaamd, was er dit jaar een 32% stijging in januari in verkooptransacties in vergelijking met die van 2020 en een 2% stijging met die van de maand daarvoor. De reden daarvan was het toenemende nationale aanbod van nieuwbouw die met 90,7% toenam, de grootste toename in in 19 jaar. De gemiddelde prijs van een huis in Canada is nu gerezen tot een recordbedrag van 621.525 in januari. 22,8% hoger dan dat van een jaar geleden. Waar gaat dat heen en komt er een vroeg of laat toch een correctie in deze industrie? En welke invloed heeft de empty home tax op de aan- en verkoop van de real estate in Vancouver? Daarover praat ik vandaag met Charlie Kiers, een makelaar met 17 jaar ervaring in de Metro Vancouver Real Estate, die daar de nodige antwoorden op heeft. Maar eerst gaan we even luisteren naar muziek. André Hazes, met een hele toepasselijke titel, Leef.
2: Op een vrijdag in de kroeg, ergens in Amsterdam, zat aan de bar met een glas, een oude wijze man. Hij is daar dat hij nog maar een paar dagen had. Dus pak het leven, pak alles en ga ermee op pad. En hij, zij leef, alsof het je laatste dag is. Hij vertelde dat hij zich had gewerkt in het zweet, geld verdiend als water, maar nooit echt had geleefd. Zijn vrouw was bij hem weg, voor een ander ingeruild, af en toe gelachen, maar veel te veel gehaald.
1: Bij mij de tafel zit nu Charlie Kiers. Charlie is een makelaar bij Keller Williams Realty in Van Central. En het interview vandaag gaat in het Engels... omdat Charlie geen Nederlands spreekt. So Charlie, I've told him, good morning, welcome here... and um, we are going to do the interview in English. You are um, nevertheless um, first generation from Dutch parents but you don't speak the language good enough to go and do the interview in Dutch. Never mind, everybody speaks English. So, <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I've told the uh, the people that you have been 17 years already in the real estate business. That's a long time.
0: It is a long time, yes. it's uh, It feels like all of my life.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well,
1: I don't it's not, know. though. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, 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 you came in there by accident i understand a friend introduced you and said well okay come and join and you did that and that was probably a good time yeah. um, and, and in that 17 years um, you have obviously seen different cycles absolutely you know we have seen through the years you know that you could buy homes and most of what they buy home to live in but It's also speculative in a lot of ways when people buy and then they live in it a couple of years and they sell them again and they make very good, you know, capital gains. So um, the cycle is like we spoke already before about that and we go on to the top and then we dip a little bit. And according to you, that is maybe between maybe 10 or 8 percent and that and then it goes back up.
0: Yeah, sometimes not even eight in, percent in, in the Greater Vancouver area because um, we're we're pretty bulletproof here. I've certainly noticed that in my career. Uh, a lot of people have talked in the past about bubbles, and um, we know that's not going to happen. I don't hear that. They don't hear them talk about that anymore, though. I don't hear the bubble word very much anymore because they realize that yeah, uh, Vancouver, uh, Greater Vancouver real estate is going to go up, and then it's going to you know slow down a bit and then it's going to go down a little bit, it It corrects itself, like every market, and then, you know, it's going to be nice and calm for a few years, and then back up again, and that's just, I've been through these cycles more than once.
1: But we are now on an average price of a Canadian home by 621, 521, uh, 525,000. That's the average price. That's the average price. so, So where are we going?
0: Where are we going? Well, it sounds like with the low interest rates, um, it sounds like with the interest rates still low and the amount of buyers that I see coming into uh, look at houses and townhouses, which are the primary hot market currently, mm-hmm. and then the amount of offers that I see on properties um, and competing offers that uh, it's not going to stop anytime soon.
1: But the increase is then still because I I know some of my friends who sold their home and within a couple of months the house uh, the price which they thought they could get or was sold you know in the same neighborhood they shot all of a sudden up at around one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars.
0: Oh yes, I've seen I've seen prices of uh, of houses that shouldn't be over one or two hundred thousand over the asking price. I've seen them go even higher than that, and I I shake my head and I say. This doesn't make any sense and this this cannot sustain itself and, and it just can't.
1: But uh, why are people prepared to pay that then?
0: Well, in my opinion, well, first of all, it's the, the extremely low inventory, which is driving prices up because there's a lot of buyers and not, as, not very many sellers because sellers are like, well, if I sell, where am I going to go? Then I'm going to get into this crazy market. Yeah but, but,
1: yeah, but yeah, but there is also now, there is, um, uh, the sales have, you know, increased, but that has to do with 90.7% 90 90. Um, addition of new uh, um, buildings, new homes. So, that's a significant increase. So, if you say there is not enough in the market available as a low inventory, mm-hmm. um, there's enough new ones.
0: Well, not really, because... Um if you know what a sales-to-active listings ratio is, um, it basically sales-to-active listing ratios is the amount of sales yeah. in a short period of time and then the new listings. And uh, in January, it was 28.8%, and um, a balanced market is somewhere between 12 and 20%, and a buyer's market is 12% or less. And so we are in, in quite a high seller's market based mm-hmm. on the fact that there's X amount of sales and then there's only X amount of new listings, and so this is the reason why uh, why the prices are continuing to go high because the buyers are not the buyers are not realizing that maybe they could just take a step back and those houses they'll still get a nice house in a year or two when the market you know
1: stabilizes
0: a little bit stabilizes which it, it, it does every cycle of this I've been through a few of these and they're usually maybe two years long. One and a half to two years ish long. Now I don't know where this one's going to go, but you have to you have to be aware that like anything, prices can't continue to go up and up and up. There's a point where it's just no longer feasible. And so with the uh, so the inventory is very low, so the there's not really a lot of new builds. Happening and, and um, you're saying there's new builds happening, but I mean yeah, they're not you, going if, on the market, right?
1: But if you look at, for example, um, Canby Street,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, um, that's a corridor now of mm-hmm. um, uh, apartments.
0: Yes, but 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 sorry, so the the market right now for apartments is relatively flat. It's detached houses and townhouses, primarily anything three bedrooms and bigger, in the Greater Vancouver. Is that's that,
1: not, not that's not so available.
0: Well, they're, yeah, they're not available. There's hardly any, any left. Uh, uh, there's hardly any in, in the market right now. The condos are, you can buy condos right now. It's, it's not the craziness in the condos. When you're reading the stats, it's, it's basically based on detached houses, land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now more so townhouses of, you know, three bedrooms or bigger uh, where families are going to be able to move into. Anything that's two-bedroom or one-bedroom, for the most part, has not really been picked up by this craziness. Um it might be affected by that. I'm starting to see a little bit of a little bit of that kind of happening. But the the reason that this is happening is because um there was a mass exodus out of the city eventually. Yes, that's another right? yeah,
1: indeed because yeah. what is the fastest growing area outside of the city? Is that Surrey? Is that Langley where uh, is
0: Langley it? is Langley had Langley got yeah. A lot of people went to Langley.
1: Yeah, because there's a massive building there.
0: There's a massive building, they have lots of land, lots of townhouses. Um, a lot of these people that were selling their, their one-bedroom condos that they, they couldn't, couldn't live and work in anymore or, or two-bedroom with a kid or whatever can sell their condos downtown and they can buy a nice three-bedroom newer townhouse in, in Langley or, or certainly Surrey, right? Um, and so that's what we're seeing. And that's why we're seeing that the townhouse and the house market accelerating. And the condo market in the downtown, the Vancouver, not just downtown, but the Vancouver core is still pretty stable. And so it's, it seems like, like when we go through these cycles, it's, it, from my experience, it's either the houses are on fire and the condos are not, or the condos are on fire and the houses are not. That's, it's weird. Like, and, and it's usually a, a few years difference in between those cycles.
1: So, so how long is this cycle now taking place already?
0: Uh, so it started basically in June. So we're talking eight months, right? right. As, soon as, the, as soon as everything opened up, uh, after the the shutdown uh June June 1st I think it just it just started to go crazy and the the sales are and the prices are still going up they were up 0.9% from December sales uh, in prices right um and again this is this is detached primarily I'm talking about but the townhouses as well um, so uh it's been 8 months it's obviously you know we we don't know we haven't seen interest rates this low in I've certainly never seen them this low myself. No, no, neither have I, no. And so that's a driving force because there's a lot of people out there that do have good jobs. It's it's not the people that, that have been affected like the travel industry or the restaurant industry. Those people typically aren't buying a lot of real estate anyway. They're usually renters. So the people that are buying are all the people that still have the jobs, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so they're just trying to get into bigger spaces because they they were stuck in these little boxes and then they and then they're working from home so they need more room for that and plus they want to be maybe have a bit of a yard right so yeah yeah I can so that's understand that's that. what the driving force is and so then that's why they're going further and further like you know you'll see you see um houses in in coquitlam now that are very quite expensive one and a half million dollars or more you know in that range it depends what you're looking for but for a nice house in a nice neighborhood even poor coquitlam is is Going up to where you could used to be able to buy a really nice house for under a million dollars. Now they're like one, two, and then you go out to Langley, and, and the new west is rising, right? So, all the out, outlying areas, um, Burnaby, of course, with Burnaby's, yeah, so it's just, it's just spreading out. So, and
1: so, so tell me the town payments where do they get them from? Mom and dad?
0: Uh, well, there's certainly, uh, there's certainly a lot of bank of mom and dads out there, which is which is good. I mean, um. You know, I don't ask my clients where they get their money. I just ask no, them, are you pre-approved? No, you shouldn't, but... Are you pre-approved? But sometimes yeah. I do I do hear, they'll tell me, oh yeah, I'm getting getting a, a gift letter from my, my parents. So the younger people certainly are getting, uh, they're getting a lot of the wealth that, that people have built by just owning real estate. Yes. They're now able to share, maybe get equity out or if they've got other money, to help their children to get into the market. So... We're seeing a lot of that. There seems to be a lot of money in, in the greater Vancouver area because there's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, because buying if stuff. I
1: look at my first home, you know, that was bought for $30,000. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, significant price increase. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so you, you have you, lots of equity, right? So yeah, sh- if yeah, you want to do. help
0: out, uh, you know, if you have a kid and you want to help out your kids, it's easy to get, uh, you can, you can you know, get a, you can borrow it at a one point one point, uh, I think I've heard 1.5. Mm-hmm. Variable rate right hour yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or maybe even less and and or you just yeah so you can you can um, you can help out your family in, in in lots of ways if you want to, so there's a lot of that happening, and then there's just people that have like i said, they might own a million dollar condo downtown and they can go to to um, Langley and buy a beautiful three bedroom newer townhouse for six, seven hundred thousand dollars and they're putting money and in the And they
1: their have pocket. the money in the pocket, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that makes all sense. So
0: yeah, so there's there's lots there's no there's no shortage of people that are able to afford and going out and buying properties right now.
1: But we still don't have enough homes for um and that's another subject by the way, um <clears throat> social housing. That's not Really being
0: built. We don't have enough room uh, homes for social housing. Although I was I was at the Salvation Army downtown um, uh, um, about two weeks ago. Um, uh, we were just donating some money from an organization I'm with to them, and they uh, they've got this building behind them that I think is I can't remember the, the number of. It's just for it's for women and uh, single women and, and, oh, and shelters, families. yeah. Right, but it's a brand new beautiful building. It's it's I think over a hundred units plus they've got all the other stuff in the facility. And uh, that was par- partially government, and that was partially privately um, paid for. It's all paid for. It's cash. Like, they're building it, and they don't have any mortgage. Um, so I think there is stuff happening that maybe not everybody sees, because I didn't even know that as a realtor until I went to visit them, and they told me and gave me a tour, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. So there's, there's not enough. I don't know when there will be enough.
1: No, it's also a different subject, because I'm going yeah. to go and talk about okay. it in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, <clears throat> how long... Or is this I should rephrase that is this is this the right time to go and buy, or is it to wait for that little bit of a a, a downhill from the eight percent where you can buy, and like you say, you can go and put more clauses in there, et cetera
0: yeah well, I think uh it depends on your level of stress if you like high, <laughs> if you like high stress, then get out there and buy, get in the flurry because it's an auction, it's a flurry of activity, it's crazy, it's very stressful um well again condos are okay but let's just talk about the hot market right now which is detached homes and then townhomes that's what the hot market is right now and so in in my opinion and I do tell you know I do tell my clients this like if you don't have to buy right now then you know history has shown us that this might go on for you know a year or two and then it it just levels off and then I when I when I've seen it before it just the breaks just go on at one point Everybody just stops, and then it goes down, you know, percentage-wise, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight percent, um, and then it, it's kind of flat for a few years. And then you can buy comfortably with full subjects and get an inspection and make sure the bank gets to see everything before you give a, a check and and all that stuff. And you don't have the stress. You get to just casually go look at homes where now you're, you know, we have uh, we have showings by appointment, but they're right after each other usually on you know, weekends yeah, yeah. or whatever. So you've yeah. got fifteen minute intervals of, of looking at houses, you know, masks and gloves and
1: whatever. Sanitizer,
0: whatever. But that's how you're looking at stuff. But you're just there's people, 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 people. So it's just a matter of do you want to be looking at a bunch of properties, houses maybe that you fall in love with and then you don't win. And then you look at another house and you, you fall in love with that and you don't win. And then uh you know, eventually you're like it can be very stressful. Because you're like, why do I keep doing this?
1: Well, yeah, that's a very good question. But okay, how many homes are there sold at over asking price uh, right now? Is that now, significant?
0: Right now, it's <laughs> uh, right now it is basically ninety nine percent, and that's only because some people are asking way more than the house would would be worth, even in in multiple offers. So every 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 uh, every seller and realtor that has a listing now, uh, or every ninety nine percent of them. Are, are marketing it at a price they think it's just a little under the asking price right now? Well, I mean, I see all kinds of different variables, so I shouldn't say every realtor is doing that. But no. the strategy is to underprice the house by a little bit of what we feel is today's market. We know there's going to be 30, 40, 50 people coming through that house. We know there's probably going to be four or five, six offers on the house. And we just don't know what it's going to sell at. We don't know what the, crazy, the craziness number is going to be. We just can't tell because the market's continually going up. It's hard for us to price houses as realtors right now because we're in a rising market.
1: Yeah, but and, it's basically also what they are willing to pay for it.
0: What they're willing to pay for it. And, and just be aware that uh, we as realtors have to recommend that every subject in the world is on that offer, but the reality is that the buyers, savvy buyers know that for, in, in order for them to win, they, they might have to go subject-free. And, um, and that's, that's just the way of the market.
1: Well, I hear stories about people who haven't done an appraisal. And then they, no. they buy. No, they and don't then do they find either. out, you know, there is
0: all kinds of. A majority of people are doing pre inspections. They generally have the ability to do that before offers well, are Well, sometimes
1: came. the seller does it as well.
0: Seller, the seller would do, could do it as well, but it would be good for the seller to do that. Yeah, Because I would then say. at least the, all the buyers that are coming will have some comfort in the fact that here's a report. That shows me that there's really nothing is wrong, wrong with the house. Or, or
1: this is yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's a massive thing, and and so with my clients, I'm always recommending that they um, do a uh, pre-inspection because we 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 typically list list a property on a Monday or Tuesday, and then we'll take offers like the following Monday or Tuesday, giving people enough time to view the home and to do a pre-inspection, and uh, unfortunately, the bank. Doesn't do it the bank isn't gonna send an appraiser in because you don't have an accepted offer. So the banks when you get to the subject free part with the financing, you, well, then you better have ask. a good relationship with your banker and you better yeah. understand all the numbers and the risks involved in that. So that's the important. Well,
1: I've seen horror stories. Yeah. Terrible. I yeah. mean, uh things falling apart you know covered up etc you know no engineers reports and uh, roofs leaking and no no
0: mm. it's 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 a it's a risk that's why i said like um, you know most realtors will suggest that they do it but it's an expense right
1: so let's go back if you start not buying right now but you wait till the curve goes a little bit down Mm -hmm. what is the average you can save on that
0: well i guess I guess the problem with that is we don't know where we're at in the
1: no, in I understand the, it, but on an average, I mean, you've been in those cycles, you say so well if you is if, it if is it a hundred thousand is it two hundred thousand is it twenty thousand well,
0: if if let's say we were near the peak of the market right now, then you should be able to save you know fifty thousand to yeah,
1: yeah, maybe seventy five
0: Fifty to 75000 mm-hmm. from,
1: um from if you didn't buy Yeah, from the, if, peak. If yeah, you didn't from the buy. peak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And okay. you don't have the stress, right?
1: No, no, you don't have the stress. But yeah. maybe you don't also have the house, you know, what you don't want or you, the one you well, really exactly. want. Yeah, and I think that's a personal decision, really. Yeah,
0: because generally when you're house shopping, you know, I know with my wife and myself, my wife mostly because... I don't care where I live. I just want to be in a nice home. <laughs> yeah. I want to be in a good family home. Yeah, and a happy um, wife is a happy life. A happy wife is a happy life. So uh, sh- she's taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> took ver- a while. Ver- very wise, very <laughs> wise. <for> while. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so I'm just saying that, that right, now you're writing offers on homes that you f- might fall in love with and you're like, oh, I didn't get it. And then you might you might have to kind of settle for a house that maybe wasn't as perfect as you could get if we were in a normal market where you could just easily, casually go shopping and then buy take the time to do that right
1: but also if you buy on the peak Mm -hmm. and you want to buy something else yeah want to sell yours, or okay then um or if people are selling and they're thinking you know okay well i'm going to make extra money but then they also buying again on the peak so that that's that's kind of
0: it's uh, counterintuitive yes it's really difficult for us realtors to navigate through that too because most people need to financially sell their house before they can Buy a house, mm-hmm. but in this kind of a market, uh, we can our sellers can sell a house because the market's hot, um, and then they can buy a house, or they can buy a house subject free basically because that's almost what they yeah, have. Yeah, because to do.
1: they can do subject for selling their home.
0: No, but with the, no, basically they wouldn't be able to have that subject in this market because all the houses are selling subject free. Well, most houses are selling pretty subject free now. So you can, this is not the market where you can buy a house subject to selling your house. Uh-huh. Not okay. even close. So, so some of my clients are like, well, you know what? It's a hot market. I will buy a house and then I know as long as the market is in the same position, I will then sell my house in a week.
1: Yeah, but I know people, they bought, they had two houses. They mm-hmm. bought one and they hadn't sold their one, okay? Yeah. Now they are all of a sudden in a financial difficulty because carrying the two houses is not possible. No, so one of possible. them has to go. Yeah. So the one which so sells the quickest, okay, is going. Mm-hmm. But there might be somewhat of a loss. Well, it's not very wise, is it?
0: It's not very wise and and that's 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 the scenario, right, where that's where the conundrum is for for me to navigate through with my clients that are looking to sell it maybe sell a house and buy a house in a in a just a little bit of a different area or they're selling a townhouse and they're going to buy a house so they 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 know these properties right now are selling quickly but they don't know which way to roll as far as No but that's what a realtor
1: is supposed to tell that
0: Well but, and my and I, and my and I advice also
1: know that not every realtor is doing that Charlie
0: No 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 I mean that's that's true they're not I'm I'm sure they're not not everybody's advising them in the way that I am I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and my my, my advice always is, well, we need to have a backup plan. So It's plan B. You need to have at least, the you need to be ready to be rent, to, to rent something possibly short term. Yes. I have a, a client months, in the moment right?
1: who, you know, we're doing a home mm-hmm. and it's not ready. Yeah. So, yeah, they're renting. Yeah. yeah you so have that, to calculate that's a good plan, it.
0: right? Because you can, you can capitalize on the, the, the hot market now and you can rent for a little while and then you can have, then you can look for a home that you really love, knowing that you're not being rushed into it. And then you can buy a ho- buy a home if you find it and uh, you know we win the multiple offers, or maybe the time frame comes where you're still renting and you can buy in the little bit of a down market so but it's not a game to play that's only just because I have to give people options if they want to sell. I, I want to make sure that they're comfortably doing everything that they can so there's the least amount of stress on them and me because us realtors get a lot of the stress too right because we're like just trying to do our best job and make sure our clients are as happy and have as much guidance as possible, right?
1: Yeah. Now tell me, um what age bracket is buying most?
0: Uh well, that's a good question. I, I I don't I haven't done any study on that, but I would say from my experience um from my from from what I've seen in the market anyway, it's typically um probably uh like it's a lot of younger, like younger families, like mid thirties to maybe 50.
1: yeah and then they kind of at empty nesters and they sell
0: yeah this this is mostly the house market we're talking about the condo market it's a lot of younger professionals that are that are moving maybe they're going to have a baby or you know they they're just moving out to the out to the Langley areas and stuff like that but um that's kind of the demographic we don't and then there's also there but there's also you know um A little more seasoned people that might just be like, I'm going to take advantage of this crazy market because I probably won't be able to get this much money again for my house, and I'm going to go to Victoria or Columbia. Victoria is very hot right now too, right? Absolutely. But if it was me, if I was in that position where I could basically retire and I could get another one to two hundred thousand dollars out of my house now that I might not be able to get in a year or two, I would just do it. You would. Why wouldn't I? I mean that's 200,000 bucks I can invest and yeah, yeah,
1: that's, and, that's tru- and
0: pay myself, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and and retire maybe 2 years earlier because or or whatever if I'm retired I'm just going to, I want to capitalize.
1: Okay, you have to understand one thing, Charlie. I don't believe in retirement. You don't? No, because I think a lot of people who are always thinking about retirement, they really don't live, they don't enjoy the good times, but you can have now, and you sometimes don't even make it.
0: I I know too
1: many people who are thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to retire, I'm going to early (laughs) retire, Harma, and then all of a sudden, boom.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We are somewhere else, and it's not in a nice house.
0: I've seen that much many times myself, and uh, I mean, I'm glad that I love my job because it doesn't feel like a job.
1: Well, and that's, that's and the I key. don't plan. Yeah. That's the key in working. Key. I love my job here, and I love my other work. Yeah. and otherwise I wouldn't do. I wouldn't think about it. Yeah. But the thing is, I've made my hobby, I make my profession, and I go every day with pleasure, whatever I do. Yeah. So if that stops? Yeah, yeah, then I get out of it.
0: But I think we're very lucky to be in that position where a lot of people are, haven't been able to have that luxury, right? But
1: it's also your mind, it's the mental state oh, yeah, you're in.
0: It, oh, mental state is uh, is massive, trust me, because I work a lot of hours, but I, I don't feel like I work a lot of hours because I love what I do and I'm, I'm talking yeah, to people. Yeah, because it's and, easy, yeah. Yeah, so it just yeah, feels easy, but it's yeah. part of my life. It's who I am, so I will not retire unless a health there's a health reason, but I'm going to definitely summer retire and I'm traveling more now than I used to and... Uh, no, we actually travel a fair bit. Like we make it a priority as a family to to have to have you know work hard and play. Yeah, I
1: think the quality of right? life is very very important. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that makes you live longer, Charlie. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. Does it? Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah.
0: I was able to spend uh, a year and a half ago in the summer. I was able to spend um, five weeks in Zula.
1: In the Netherlands, yeah, beautiful, vecht. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you so like that's it? just things that I do. I had my son there, my son, my son went to the house and had coffee in the house where my mother was born. In uh, in Geis and uh, oh yeah I, right? I
1: I forgot to say that that is such a beautiful village like I said to you I yeah. have friends living there yeah. you know they have really modernized this beautiful
0: oh, farm do. yeah
1: and with the beautiful land around it's just yeah. a little village but so quaint it's it so beautiful.
0: beautiful yeah so I got to do that which is very special for me that I got my son to see where my father was born and where he grew up and my mother and meet all of my relatives right so just things like that those experiences that I'm able to afford to do now that I've been working this hard and and so you take the good, of, you know, you take advantage of that, and and so I don't know. My wife works with me as well in the business. We work together. We're, she's not licensed, but she she kind of runs the back. She's, end. She's of, your assistant. Yeah, yeah. she runs. Well, she's my partner. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Long, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she runs the back end. She's good at that. I run the. I work with the, the people, right? So. Um, but, yeah, it, it works out well. We're all very happy.
1: Well, you are very lucky in that way because, I like I said, not a lot of people do because, you know, you see the stickers sometimes on the car. To work, I go to pay the bills because, <laughs> you know, and you're not necessarily – yeah, I know lots yeah. of people. They say, okay, well, it's a good job, but it's not my dream job. Yeah. well. Who has the dream job all the time? That's another story. Well, but
0: it's not always a dream job, but most, most days it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> well, it
1: pays for the house yeah, and it pays for the mortgage. Yeah, yeah, it takes yeah. care of it. No, yeah. no,
0: I, I agree. And, and yeah, well, it does get, so getting back to that, it gives people an opportunity if, they, if they're aware of this and they're being edu- you know, educated or informed by their, you know, by their realtors and by their financial brokers or planners or whoever they're working with, that um, if they want to retire they can put a couple hundred grand more in their in their pocket probably right now and that might be able to just get them retired now, right? So it's it's a great, yeah, but a great then, market to get out of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get out of this market and move somewhere else where you can buy a lot cheaper house in a in a nicer a nice area, not a nicer area, but a lot cheaper house, similar house, and pocket another whatever half a million or
1: yeah. Oh yeah, quite possible. Oh that's very possible. Right? I mean that's all there. Now let's talk about this um, <clears throat> We've seen in the eighties and the nineties the influx of immigration who really drove this market up mm-hmm. to you know astronomical prices yeah. um do we see that still
0: well, currently not, just because nobody can nobody can come in like the immigration is pretty well
1: well no, that's true too uh um, right? yeah, but let's talk prior to that oh
0: mm-hmm. prior to that prior to that, there was a lot of immigration, but not not nearly as much money coming in um not nearly as much money coming in uh, since they've they've put in the um, speculation taxes. The Vancouver and the he- has its ha- empty own home tax. tax? Yeah, the empty home tax in well, Vancouver.
1: Mm-hmm. The empty home tax, um, how did it affect the market? Did did a lot of people start to sell? Because if you didn't rent it out, you had, are paying hefty taxes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of people, a lot of those people uh, either paid the taxes... Yes. Yes. Two. Oh, yeah. I
1: got a couple of. They those, could afford yeah. two, yeah. or
0: but there was. I don't. I don't have the exact stats, but there was a, a pretty good percentage of people that just turned yeah. their places into rentals. Yes. Oh, right? yes. Yes. Some would. Some sold, but we didn't see a big influx in sales during that. I think a lot of people just decided to rent it out because you, you have to rent it out for minimum six months, right? So, if you can get somebody in for six months and then you still want to utilize it for yourself for those six months or whatever that's okay. Um, and then there was a lot of people that uh, that were doing Airbnb but minimum 30 days and so you can do six you can do thir- minimum 30 days um, six times and that's six months. so you, there's various ways you could do it so you could still make income doing that pre-pandemic. Um, so uh, yeah so we definitely saw I, I, I don't know what the stats are like 20 or 25 percent that went into the rental pool. Um, and then there were some sales, but it wasn't like a mass exodus.
1: No, I, I see that um, the rental pool indeed is is really, really big because one part of my company where we are renting out to, we're working with an um, an agent in uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. who represents movie stars. Yeah. So they come here for a short period of time, sometimes, you yeah. know, three months, sometimes yeah. six months or a year, yeah. and they are prepared, of course, the uh, studios are, prepare, are prepared to pay hefty uh, prices for those rentals, absolutely. and, um, yeah, those people, you know, who have the empty homes, they threw them in the pool.
0: Oh, absolutely, why not, yeah. 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 There's, there's, there's but, creativity. But then the
1: clients are very picky, too, of course, they yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. to live everywhere, yeah. but...
0: I mean, you had to be creative, or you just had to spend the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, in the day, indeed. But in, on the other hand, as you know, that uh, I did also see indeed that the um, uh, a lot of them sold their homes because they don't want to be burdened anymore. They don't want to go and have to pay the taxes and everything. Mm-hmm. So they, they got rid of it. Yeah, there,
0: there was that, but I, there wasn't – I don't know what the percentage was. We didn't see a, a massive a big uptick in the market because of that because people were kind of selling them in stages. They're like, oh, what do we do Somebody might sell it right away, and then other people are like, oh, maybe we can do this, or maybe we can do that. So there wasn't like a all of a sudden everything was going the market. Um, but there definitely are people that have sold their homes, and just they just had to do it, or it just made sense for them, right? Yeah. But I think the majority of people that did that, that's not done. That's done now. So we're not really going to see a lot of that happening again because of that effect, right? That those those homes have been have been taken.
1: Well, it's taken care um, of now because you know there's not an influx coming.
0: There's not an influx at all.
1: And 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 the ones that they had them and they wanted to get rid of them, I think they they've they've got rid of them. They got rid. And of them. and if yeah. they want to put them in the uh, the rental pool, they have done so. They,
0: they've they've done everything now. It's just a matter of, you know. People aren't buying homes now, I don't think, and just letting them sit empty unless they're extremely wealthy no, they, and they don't no, care. No, yeah, no, right?
1: they don't. Well, yeah, most people be, don't. for some maybe it can be a tax write-off, but it's, no, I don't think that uh, many people are prepared to do that anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so where are we going with all this? How, how do, we don't have a crystal ball, we know all that, but where do you see this going the well, vice, the, we, we, if we summarize it, we we, we we say, okay, well, it's a real high peak in the moment. It's mm-hmm. never been as high. Am, am I mm-hmm. correct in saying that?
0: It's never been as high. We're, we're breaking records.
1: Yes. and People are buying. So mm-hmm. there is, with all this pandemic going on, there are people who have good jobs. They can afford it. You know, with or without the money of 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 mom and dad, so they can even you know um, uh, borrow the money for a large, for a very small um, uh, interest rate. Mm-hmm. But the buying cycle is escalating, mm-hmm. and I always have the feeling, yeah, okay, you can only go so far, and we have talked about that. And then the bubble burst.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's true. Like it, it, there's no there's no way you can go forever. So we can we can look at history we we can speculate uh, you know because who thought this was going to happen during a pandemic like nobody thought that so this is like a big surprise right yeah indeed but um the the housing the the housing market when it when it was going like this uh in the house market so when i say house i'm talking about detached houses mostly in 20 if, late 2015 to kind of about 20 Early uh, mid 2017, it went up, and then it came down again. You know, about uh, hmm, eight to ten percent, and then it went back up again um, in 2018 with the with the condos uh, and the houses. So 2018 it was also another uptick, and then in 2019, middle of 2019 to 2020, it came back down again. That's kinda of when it hits bottom. And then all of a sudden it goes uh, up again. In June, it's going up again, right? So you can see the cycles are happening and they have to go like that. Um and so my opinion is maybe another year. Like it depends. Like as soon as the pandemic is over and people are traveling again. Right now the problem is people have nothing to do, so they're just Spending all their time.
1: Yeah, but it's also, but we also touched upon it that a lot of people, you know, they're starting to work from home or they have to work from home. Mm-hmm. So they are now looking at homes, you know, where they can convert one room maybe into an office or maybe two. Yeah. And and, and and they don't have it in the moment. So they're looking at, at, at different options. Yeah. So job is secure. Job is and secure. And then you, you, you can do that. But does that keep on going? Because... On the other side of this pandemic, we have this issue looming of unemployment, of a decimated economy, etc., um, etc., cetera, et cetera. and that cannot fuel the house market or sustain a house market, I would say. I'm not a, um, yeah. a realtor, but you know, in logic thinking, I think, yeah. you know, that has somewhere, somehow an effect. People who have their businesses going bankrupt yeah. and they lose their homes because of that. That's, yes. that's millions
0: of them. There's millions of them. But remember, we don't have any immigration right now.
1: Immigration no, Immigration drives that's true. Canadian real estate. But, but what I was also going to ask you is that, you know, where is this um, influx of buyers coming from? Is that migration, you know, within the country or is it the immigration? I think this... Home uh, empty home tax was not per se for taxes. that was because of immigration reasons. They wanted to reduce it.
0: They wanted to reduce it. Okay,
1: and they didn't want to go and have those people driving up the price on the in the market. That's the only solely thing.
0: That's the only reason, and it didn't really work. It It didn't. Well, the prices didn't go down nearly as much.
1: No, because now we have a different scenario. Now we have people who are looking for different homes because of different reasons, because of a pandemic. That's a different scenario. Okay. And uh, that escalates or that sustains that high increase of of value on homes. But one of the pandemic is over and we've all kind of settled down. Mm -hmm. We will never be the same again, probably. But, you know, we're working more from home. I think that's a given. Yeah. I think the, 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 the real estate downtown, especially the buildings, um, uh, they are being empty. They're not being leased out anymore, the, the
0: offices. The commercial ones, yeah. Yeah, and they will they're...
1: probably turn into apartments.
0: Well, possibly, but when I talk to some of my clients that, are, that have, have comp- companies downtown and, and you know they have employees that aren't working downtown right now, they they expect that it'll be like maybe a half and half mix that they'll be at home for a couple of days. Yeah, but that still
1: a market where there is um, uh, the empty uh, buildings which normally are occupied by uh, offices, yeah. but not any more. So if yeah. you take that fifty percent, then mm-hmm. you can say, okay, we can just, you know, transform them into apartments. Look at the BC Building there, the corner of Riverside uh, Howe and uh, Burrard Street. That's all turned into yeah, BC uh, Building, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a
0: big one, yeah.
1: So yeah. Um, it could happen,
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's going to bring more inventory into the market. And and again, condos, there's there's, there's enough inventory for condos. But the reality is that um, that I think the people that are able to be moving right now are doing it and that's why we're seeing this this yeah oh i i agree with you there yeah
1: now now i want to touch upon another thing which you and i also talked about prior but okay this building what's going on and um how do you deal with there is this massive um construction going on yeah and we both know that there are contractors and not such good contractors Mm -hmm. okay How do you see that a house is not so well built? And trust me, I see them every week where they are paying millions for and it is absolutely atrocious what they've paid for and what they got. I mean, bathrooms fall apart, you know, um, things aren't leveled, um, um, carpets are already splitting at the edges, uh, leaking roofs already. I mean...
0: Well, what, uh, so what, what I do, Yeah, and I'm not uh, saying every realtor uh, does this, no, but, but what let's I see what do, you do is uh, I don't care if it's a brand new build. I, I, I have a list of inspectors that I know, like, and trust are very meticulous, home inspectors, mm-hmm. and that's one of the subjects.
1: Uh, oh, I would definitely think, I think people think But most people don't do that because, no, it's, a, because it's a new
0: build, and they say, oh, I have the 2, five ten 10-year warranty on it. I don't have to worry about it. But it's like, uh, no, that's not that's not very wise purchasing, you get, a, you get a home inspector in there to a really good one that knows building and, um, and they do the inspection because then you will know that it's like, okay, this is that, that's it, this is bad stuff, right? You can get a contractor friend. Maybe you find a contractor and you pay them a few hundred dollars just to come in and like a good contractor that you know is like a good builder even. Like I've got a couple of good builders that I work with. I'm sure they would do that, right? They come in and they look at it and they can very quickly say to you, this is fantastic. This is okay, or this is not good. Watch it. Right. So I would suggest, uh, like uh, you know, and I do do this. Is I would suggest if you're concerned about the build, the property as a newer newer build or new build, then then here I'll give you a couple of contractors that I know like can trust, or builders. Home builders would be the best. Yeah, and but I, then
1: they're really you know rating their colleagues, isn't it? They don't care. They don't. No, no, I know they don't know, not the ones I work
0: with. no, okay. they're like they're they're like, you know, they're very high quality builders, and they're really annoyed with the fact that they do they go above and beyond, and the other people get away with stuff just by hiding stuff behind the walls and stuff like that, right? So no, no, I don't. I don't feel i have an issue. For no,
1: but, but, but yeah, we are we are called in as well. So, uh, right. but, but what I'm looking also at, you know, you can see the quality, for example, of the faucets, or you can see yeah. it on the tiles, <laughs> or you can see it on the doors, you know, whatever they have, or in the cabinetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I add it quickly up, and I think, wow, the yeah. price, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've I've obviously I've sold a lot of homes, and I've been doing this for a long time. I've been through many many home inspectors. I work with builders that are really high quality, and and they I always like to learn from them. They tell me process of what they are doing behind the walls right where you can't see and so when i'm walking through a home with my clients i always say to them well you look at the beauty i'm going to look for the ugly i'm just doing myself i'm doing my own little mini inspection as i'm going through and i'm going to point out stuff to them that that i think you know i'm not a builder so i'm not going to say that but i'm just going to say that i can see stuff like you said if the floor is not level or if the if the faucets are cheap or if the cabinets aren't Closing, you know, they're not working yeah, together or it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, I, I'm my job is to protect my clients. So, I'm going to point out whatever I can, but I'm absolutely going to, if they want to go forward with an offer, I'm absolutely going to say we need to do it subject to maybe my one of my builder builders to come through or at least a, a good home inspector, even though it's brand new. I don't care.
1: Well, I think it's money well spent.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's five, six hundred dollars. It's. Ugh. That's yes. Wow, it's amazing. In,
1: instead of having headaches and more stressors. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so we should really go and sell now if you want and um, cash in, and then sit maybe on it and rent and then see and buy in a low dip.
0: Well, I'm 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 not going to say do that, but I'm going to say that if it was it's, me, it's, it, yes, that's a good if option. If it was me um, and I didn't have to move right now, I would sell and I would, yeah, I would just. Uh, Get a nice rental downtown or wherever you want to be for a while and then just see where the market goes.
1: Good. Charlie, I think we are going to go and close this off. Sure. And I want to go and thank you very much. Can people reach you on your website? You have a special website.
0: Yep, I do. So my website is uh, www.kiers.com. So kierscares.com. Oh, Kiers
1: cares. Yeah, K i e r s c a r e s. Okay, <K-I-E-R-S-1> okay. okay. Um, and uh, maybe you go and sell some of the homes, but um, it's good advice, and I thank you very much for that. Um, we um, we are sometimes a little bit ignorant in our things and how we want to go and um, regulate our life, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, good pieces of advice is um, is very very good. So well, thank you very That's what much. I offer,
0: and uh, no obligations either. I just want to make sure people are making the right decisions, and so that's what I'm here for.
1: Thank you, Charlie.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.
3: Sitting on a highway in a broken van Thinking of you again Guess I have to hitchhike to the station With every step I see your face Like a mirror looking back at me Saying you're the only one Making me feel I could survive And so glad to be alive Nowhere to run, another guitar to play Mixed up in and it's been raining all day Since you went away Manhattan Island Serenade Ik zal er wel naar huis toe moeten liften Ik denk aan jou bij elke stad In de verte blijft de transit staan Ik kom nooit meer van je los Ik zie de kaltex in de nevel Olievlekken op de maas Ik loop wel door, maar ik kan nergens heen. Het regen nog steeds en ik voel me zo alleen. Nu ik je nooit meer zien. oude maasweg, wat voor drie.
1: Dag 2 maart aanstaande om 7 uur avonds laat gastcurator Floris van Weeldren van het Maritime Museum in Vancouver u een virtueel kijkje nemen Behind the Lens of Vancouver's Past. Een expositie die gemaakt werd met foto's van Walter Frost ter gelegenheid van het 100-jarig bestaan van de Holland America Line. De presentatie bevat een quiz en er is een prijs voor degene met de hoogste punten. De tickets kosten 5 dollar per persoon en zijn verkrijgbaar via hun website. Leden van het Maritime Museum hebben gratis toegang tot deze presentatie. komen aan het einde van dit programma. Allemaal een heel fijn weekend gewenst. Stay safe and be happy. Graag tot de volgende week. Dag.
4: Ik ben altijd de schouder. De troost in zekere zin. Ze noemen mij wel meer dan eens hun hartsvriendin. Ik ben altijd maar het broertje waarmee ze praten kan. Een maatje, een klankwoord, maar nooit de geile man. Ik ben altijd de glijem. Slik, dat ben ik Ik ben altijd maar de koele Ik doe alles voor mijn kik Ik ben altijd maar de macho De Latino, de De Nero Ik ben altijd maar de stoere Maar nooit een keer de nono Ik wou dat ik jou was Gewoon een keertje jou was Dat ik ook eens met een vrouw was Niet het kussen maar het matras was Ik wou juist dat ik jou was Gewoon een dag zo zo was Dat ik ook een beetje vrouw was Vrouw was En klein was Klein was Niet een maar het wijnglas Maar ik wou juist dat ik jou was Gewoon een dag niet mezelf was Ik alles was wat jij was En jij was dan Wie ik was En wij dan er nog steeds bij was met ik en dat Je vrij was Ik niet eenzaam, maar een club was Ik niet de regen, maar de drup was En wij dan er nog steeds bij was Ik niet de mix maar de tenzij was Ik niet de kiezel, maar de kei was Ik niet de honing was. Ik niet de modder, maar de bij was. Ik niet de vet maar juist de sprij was. Ik niet de man maar juist de tijd was. Ik niet de kassa, maar de rij was. Ik, Ik niet de ragoel, maar de pastij was. Ik zo gesloten, maar gastvrij was. Ik niet het kind, maar de volgij was. Ik niet zo stoer, maar een zak ij was. Ik niet de plank, maar juist de strijk was. Ik niet de knuffel, maar het konijn was. Ik niet de klus, maar de karwei was. Ik niet alleen maar allebei was. Ik niet zo ver, maar juist dichtbij was. En dat ik dan Jim het idols was, ik dan die dikke uit de jury was, en bijna weinde nog steeds. Oh,